What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender, Adam Ronis. Thanks for having us here on the SiriusXM app and Pandora and Stitcher now, in addition to uh, everything that you, uh, the, the iTunes and Spotify world. So Anti Up, the award-winning Anti Up podcast, uh, going to have a bigger reach now. So welcome to all new listeners. Uh, and for the old listeners, yeah, it's it's it feels like one of those days as if yesterday it wasn't one of those days. Well, today feels like another one of those days. Uh, Adam, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Just getting ready for a fun night of basketball in the NBA playoffs. Um, a fun night in basketball. Well, we know I know Lakers Suns is going on. Uh, what is it? Denver Portland is yeah. the uh, the game that's up now or supposed to be up now. Yeah, Denver, Portland, as Portland is back home facing elimination after Damian Lillard had 55 points, 12 three-pointers in game five, and a double overtime, it was not enough. So back home in Portland trying to push this series to seven games. All right, well, like like to see it happen there if uh, if they do win tonight. What's the spread on the uh, on the game tonight? Portland by four and a half. Okay, so if Lillard's on his game, I think they can cover that. Um, but you know, whatever. It, uh, that's that's irrelevant for you guys listening in right now. Uh, you'll you'll know more on uh, on Saturday. Um, how about the Dallas Mavericks coming out and beating the Clippers uh, the other night? And uh, that's going to be a Friday game there in Dallas. Talk to me, Adam. Is there hope that the Clippers do get tagged? Um, yeah, it's possible. I. Think they'll win game six. The Clippers have been a very difficult team to figure out. The road team has won every game in this series. Um, I was on Dallas plus seven and a half for game five. Uh, so I was happy that they covered. Uh, so Dallas has just been much better on the road all year. It's very weird. Their offense is better on the road. They average over 114 points on the road. They shoot about 47% from the field on the road. Um, and the biggest thing that I took away from that game is Luka Doncic is healthy. Uh, because that I was concerned about that in game four, which is why I stayed all away from his props. Good thing, because they didn't hit. Uh, but he bounced back. And one thing uh, that I will, I know people will probably not hear this, obviously, until Friday afternoon. So, but one thing I did and I looked early is Luca's three-point prop is two and a half over on FanDuel and DraftKings right now. It's minus 162 and minus 152 on BetMGM. It is plus 130 over three and a half. And I already jumped on that. So by the time you guys listen, it might be a little uh, less favorable as far as the juice. But Luca, in this series, game one, five threes, game two, five threes, game three, seven, game four, which I said I was worried about the injury, only one. And he took seven attempts, which is the fewest in the series. Game five. Took 37 shots from the field, 6 of 12 from three-point range. So he has crushed that three-point prop, and he's going back home. He's going to play 38, 39 minutes, maybe over 40. He's a top 40 points in the series twice already. I don't know why that prop's so low. I mean, this guy's averaging 35 points in the series, 47.6% shooting from the field. He's averaging 4.8 threes per game, and we're getting positive juice over three and a half. So I jumped on that. I think the two and a half – that is currently here on Thursday night on FanDuel and DraftKings. It's going to go to three and a half. And obviously it'll be like, you know, minus 105 to start. Obviously, as people bet it, it goes up. But I would check that. And it's another example of why you have to check different books because, and that's what I do on wageralarm.com. When I write up the props, I give you the best line that I see in the book. 
So make sure you shop around. But I just don't understand why that line is so low. Luca is going to take a ton of shots. They're not the same team with him out the floor. And it's an elimination game. I mean, he played 43 minutes on game five. Why not play him again? 44, 43 minutes. Because they're not the same with him out the, off the floor. So I love that over three and a half point prop. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you can jump on it right now and I mean, if if, if it's still worthwhile, obviously somebody tweeted at me uh, today, something about uh, CJ McCollum's props that they, they looked off. And listen, that's that's one of the best parts about, you know, the, the work that you do um, for these uh, for these prop bets over at wageralarm.com is you do you hunt them down. You look through and through, and it's uh, yeah. Here we oh, it was the threes from a column, two and a half. Yeah, the juice was very high though. Yeah, it was minus one seventy. Yeah, or three plus was plus one sixty. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, I almost wrote up his prop. I did it. I expect him to have a really good game. He's he's been off in this series. I don't think he's gone over his points prop, and I think I listed it twice. I was kind of looking at his points, rebounds, assists. I think he has a, a bounce back game. Like it's he's at home. It's elimination game. In, ga- in game five, in the two overtimes, outside of Damian Lillard, the rest of Portland shot one for 19 from the field. Like, that's, I don't see that happening in game five, be- uh, game six, because usually what happens is the role players, and McCollum's not a role player. He's the, you know, secondary player to, to Lillard as he misses a three at the top of the key. He does have two points, though, already. Um, but, yeah, I expect McCollum to really bounce back two years ago and in game seven in Denver, he had a huge game. Uh, and, and the difference for Denver is going to be, do they get Monte Morris and Austin rivers to play as well as they did? Cause usually those role players don't play as well on the road. So, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I expect Portland to win the game. <clears throat> you obviously know by the time you listen, but uh, yeah, I expect a big performance from Portland at home. All right. Big performance from Portland at home is what we expect tonight. What about uh, what's uh, Dallas against the Clippers tomorrow? Clippers are favored by two and a half. Uh, you think they win this game uh, and uh, and cover the uh, cover the two and a half point spread here? Yeah, that's the way I lean right now. And plus, I kind of think the NBA wants some game sevens here. <laughs> you right. know, so uh, I could see Clips and Dallas go to seven. Portland, Denver go to seven. Not sure about Suds Lakers. Uh, haven't, as we're recording, haven't seen anything on Anthony Davis, but he probably doesn't play. Probably doesn't play. That'll be very interesting to see Phoenix if they can take that three-two lead and really put the uh, put the. Well, they're up three-two. I mean, oh, if they can put it away, I yeah. forgot they're up three-two. <laughs> Sorry, that's that must have been all that whimpering Jim Bowden was doing on the uh, on the show today. Um, let's flip it over to the East because you've got. I mean, listen, I think Bucks Nets. Looks like a fantastic series. Lots of potential there. I still feel like feel like everybody kind of undersells the Bucks. Yeah, you've got Giannis, but you know they still kind of undersell. Now I know it's the big three for Brooklyn, and we know what they're all about. I feel like that's going to be a fantastic series. And then you've got Hawks Sixers, uh, and Embiid. I hear is supposed to be back for that one. No, they don't know. I think oh he's, he's not. not. They haven't said anything yet, but Doc Rivers his quotes make me see seem like he's not going to play and looking at the odds for the series. Uh, I don't think he plays early right now. Game one, Philly's only favored by two and a half. Atlanta is plus plus one fifty five to win the series. So yeah, it's dicey with Embiid right now. So I don't know if he's going to play 
the first few games. They he said Rivers said, I hope to have him back in the playoffs. Oh, okay. I mean, so I don't know. Uh that's that's gonna make things interesting. All right. What about what about Bucks Nets? Is that a, is that a series you're excited to sit and watch as a fan? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think the Nets win. They're minus two hundred to win the series. Uh, I think they do win uh, probably in six. They uh, the regular season means nothing. They played three times. Milwaukee won twice, both on their home court. But Harden missed two games. Kyrie missed the other game. Uh, Nets won at home, and then I think it was a four point game and like a six or eight point game. So they were all close, but they have not played with all three. And I think Dante DiVincenzo being out from Milwaukee is a big loss because at least he they could he could at least play decent defense against a Kyrie or Harden. He's out. They have not had a deep rotation this year. So uh, I think the Nets win the series. Okay. Well, you know, there's not much value in betting the minus 200 on that. No, there is. If you think they're going to win, it, why not? It's not that bad. It's not like it's minus 400. True, 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 true. But yeah, all right. Or you could, you know, take the Nets uh, to win the series by two games, or you could, Ooh. or you could, you know, try and if you think it's Nets and six, you know, you could do that. So I was actually, per, well, pretty good at the wager alarm predictions in the first round so far, like kind of nailing exactly what was going to happen as far as the games. Uh, I can pull it up here. Let me see if I can find it. Because I don't want to do it off the top of my head. Here we go. All right. So I had. Now I have to log in. I thought I was locked in. All right. Here we go. Uh, I had Sixers and five. That's exactly what happened. Nets and five. That's what happened. Bucks and six. They won in four. Uh, Knicks and seven. Idiot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I I underestimated how. Now I underestimated the Hawks and how much depth they have. And I kind of. You know, took the Knicks regular season, how well they played. And, you know, it, it was a uh, kind of a mistake. But anyway, uh, Jazz in five, they won in five. Lakers in six, that's not going to happen. Blazers in seven, that's still alive as of this recording. Clippers in six, that won't happen. So that's pretty good. Right? That is pretty good. That's not bad. You, you, you got to live. Well, then come on, lay it on me, Swami. <clears throat> Bucks, Nets, how does that finish? I'm writing it down. Nets and six. Nets. Get my get, get this pen work in here. Nets and six. Uh, Sixers Hawks. I don't know yet because I want to. I'll more tell you Embiid. what. I want. I want Sixers with Embiid. Or Sixers without Embiid. Say, figure Sixers without Embiid is like missing him for like three games. All right, without Embiid. Uh I guess I'll go Sixers and seven with Sixers and six, but I reserve the right to change my mind. Noted. (laughs) (laughs) Noted, sir. All right. Let me just make sure I got that right. Without Embiid, uh, 76ers in seven games with Embiid, they do it in six. Yeah, my initial lead. That's, That's your lean. Okay. All right. Okay, uh, listen. We just—I just like revisiting it. I mean, especially listen with with the way you're killing it. I'm sorry. I mean, it's like yeah, if you know sat the, there- the playoff um sides and totals. Are, oh my god, Michael Porter already has four three pointers. Jeez, guys on fu- on on fire. Jeez, um, that's good sign for Denver. 
Lillard hits a three. Come on. This is going to be a fun game, bro. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I would say – what was I going to say? I don't know. I don't Sorry, know. I'm I on the edge of my seat. I got caught up. Dude, Damian Lillard is just – he's been my favorite player for a few years now. I'm not hopping on the bad wing, and I just love watching this guy play. Nice. Um, he just take, you know, he's not afraid of the big moment. He embraces it. Um, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's okay, dude. It's all right. Listen, we're, I'm, I'm totally into that. I totally understand it. Um, all right. I'll tell you why. I mean, come on. I mean, this is a big game here for Adam to sit and watch. Oh, no. uh, I was going to say was this. So in the playoffs going into Thursday, I'm 12 and three on sides and totals on the wageralarm.com pick. So way better in the playoffs. The prop player props have not been as good, though. I'm kind of struggling there. Um, but the sides and totals have been really good. I mean, 12 and 3 to start. I mean, I just think it's just a good feel of watching the series. You know, I don't have to deal with uh, – well, we kind of still have to do with, deal with injuries, which I thought we wouldn't. We don't know about Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid, but I kind of stay away from those. Um, but I've been pretty good here in the playoffs, so hopefully we can keep it going. And the, and the player props will get better at. You know, sometimes there's been some blowouts some bad reads by me but you know we'll turn that around yeah i mean listen I, i'm not a you know i don't like the props either you look at my my record for best bets and that's just talking best bets to me are um i leave it at just you know betting either the money line the run line or the total uh of the game over under right that's it those are my you know, the the three options for best bets i don't really I, i'm not a fan of prop betting i mean maybe that's you know, it's it, it, it's it's more of probably a, a product of the fact that I don't need. It's like you know, it's like in game betting. I don't need that kind of action on a game. Like I can bet the game and then just sit and watch the game and enjoy it from the fact that this is what my bet was. This is what I'm rooting for to happen, and so be it. Like once you start, you know, granulating that even more, and you're like, all right, well. You know, I still think he can, you know, he can make that prop. And I think that he can, you know, score that many points. I think he'll get that many assists. Like once you start breaking it down even further, like I don't really I don't need that. I don't need that for any sport. It's not just, you know, I mean, you know, fine, you know, with basketball, just that's the sport we're talking right now. But it's the same thing with football. I'm not I don't want to sit there and, you know, uh, over under on uh, on rushing yards. I just want to I want to bet the game and then I, that's it. And that's that's all I want to do. Um, and and I think that that's sort of reflected in the fact that, you know, that that my prop betting hasn't been that great because I don't you know, it's not something that I like to do. And, you know, especially when you're dealing with a lot of split slates like I do on like Wednesdays and Thursdays. Right. I get like all these day games and then, you know, juicy matchups at night. But you got to get the article out early and, you know, before the day games start and the night game props aren't posted. I mean, yeah, could I sit there and like update the article throughout the day? Well, no, I can't. I can't sit there and just go back and look at the props and add to the article because I'm dealing with the rest of my work day. Right. But like, so I, I think that's kind of one of those things. And I've, I've been saying it in the article that if you don't love a prop, don't bet it. Like that's, you know, if you're, if you're remotely unsure and, you know, I made the mistake of just kind of like forcing it with guys I probably shouldn't have forced it with. And, you know, I, and that kind of a thing. And I think that that's my struggle for uh, that's my struggle with prop betting right now. And, you know, I'm not 
not awful. I'm just slightly below 500 right now, two months into the season. That's not where I want to be. Yeah, no, you have to do what you what you're good at, what you enjoy. And if you you know don't like the player props or you're not as good as it and you're way better on the sides and totals, do that. I really don't give out money lines for the NBA. It's really tough. Like I think Portland right. was minus 200 to win this tonight. So like uh, not enough value in that. So I'll just I just stick with the the lines and the totals for NBA. Yeah. Unless there's an underdog you love at like plus 150, then sure you can do that, you know? Right. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that there aren't props that I that I don't like. I mean, I was I looked at like Zach Davies strikeout props for uh for tonight. And I was like, really? It's over under is two and a half on his strikeouts? I mean, listen, I get Zach Davies is not a strikeout guy, but I mean, Jesus, at least in you know, four of his last five games, he's had three strikeouts or more. I mean, that's just, you know, like that's a prop I feel good about. But then all of a sudden, you know, when you're starting to talk about like, you know, uh, a guy's total bases and it's going to go over one and a half for the day, you know, y- y- you'd love to see them all just with one swing of the bat and cinch that prop up for you. But to like, you know, for for a lot of hitters, you know, it's like, especially if they're sink or swim guys, you're going to end up getting screwed um, in the long run. So I'm just kind of adjusting that, you know, aspect of it with the prop betting for me, because I do, I find, you know, myself in a, in a spot where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm writing it up, but I don't really, I don't, I'm, I'm going to play it because I'm writing it, but I, this is not something that I love. Yeah, no. And that's important. And people should follow suit understanding their strengths of what works. Um, damn, Michael Porter has 17 points in the first quarter with 522 left. Six of six from the field, five of five from three-point range. Did you write him up at all? No. He was actually struggling in this series until um, last game. He really stepped up because I think he had three points in game four. He had 26 last game. Now, it did go double overtime. But my goodness, I mean, that is and Jokic is yet to score. So um, but yeah, he's definitely feeling it. Uh he's averaging 17.4 points in this series, and he already has 17 in the first quarter. Well, hot damn, hot damn. Michael Porter, meaning business in this one here. Um, I'm sure we'll kind of update as we uh as we go through. Uh wanna just take a, a quick time out here, a quick moment to uh uh, pay some bills and uh, and allow the Sirius XM magic to do its thing. So we'll be right back after this. All right, Adam, let's uh, let's pivot over to a little bit of baseball here. Um, we got the games that, you know, we got the, the best for, for Friday. We got the uh, the series look that we did for the NBA for the uh, for the weekend. We'll let the West sort itself out. Um, let's move on. What's that? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought I heard you say something. All right. Um, what would you prefer to do? Make fun of the fact that the Islanders are losing or talk a little baseball? Nah, I mean, it's early, so things could change in the Islander game. It's never too early to make fun of the Islanders. They won nothing after the first period, man. I know. I know. In that crap hole, the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, I That's, hope the Islanders lose. I hope the Islanders lose as well. I hope they lose by a mile. Congratulations, Christian Yelich, with his first home run back. Did you start him, Adam? 
Oh, I've been, you know, syncing with him in my lineup. <laughs> Three run Jack, baby. There you oh, go. Maybe, maybe he can start to get going now. Jeez, maybe. man. Um, yeah, I have him in three leagues, actually, and two of them are money leagues. So um, I have him in my home league where I thought I might be in trouble, but it, the team has really turned it around. And um, it's funny because someone in the league was listening to one of my shows, and I think I was talking about the league, and he's rebuilding and trying to offer me a deal. So um it's it's crazy so the home league is really bunched up i'm I'm in sixth place but i'm 14 out of first it's like right. 104 95 94 and a half 92 and a half 91 90 and a half so it's really tight so yeah if i want to win i'm gonna have to make a trade what's he um, proposing uh he was gonna give me mookie bets for victor robles um who was the other bat victor robles Taylor Ward and Wander Franco. So that's the holdup is do I want to give up Wander Franco, who is, would be a dollar next year. He's a minor leaguer. So, oh my God, Porter hit another three. Dude, this guy's playing like Damian Lillard. <laughs> this is insane. 20 points and six threes in the first quarter. Holy what? shit. And Jokic has two fouls. So he's sitting. Man. This Portland's got to make a run here. There's Mello. Well, if you took the over, it's off to a great start. 53 points in the first nine minutes. <laughs> I was debating that. I was like, because I was like, all right, the over's kind of gone every game. My one concern was they're coming off a double overtime game. And I know they had a day of rest, but I was just a little concerned about that. But apparently there's another basket for Porter. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is insane, man. Well, if you took his props tonight, no sweat for you. He already went over his three-point prop, points prop, and if you took the other, well, at least uh, you know, <laughs> at least you're, at least you know the money's gone. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so yeah, it was Taylor Ward, Victor Robles, and uh, Wander Franco for Mookie Betts, right? You don't know probably like take get... it, right? Um, I don't. You know what? I got to be honest with you. I'm really concerned about Mookie Betts. Yeah, his health, right? Yeah, I kind of feel like I'm a little nervous about the health, and uh, and and maybe he's just he's he's not where he was two years ago, right? And that's uh, that's obviously uh, a concerning thing. So yeah, I kind of worry about that as well. So I mean, like when you when you're when you're trading prospects and 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 you know quality players, because listen, you know Robles still has potential. I'm not going to give up on Victor Robles yet. Not yet. The hard hit rate totally sucks. And it's uh, it's a little bit disastrous. And he's but never hit the ball hard in his career. Never hit the ball hard in his career. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, the I'm, one I'm, the one um, thing that I should mention, it's an OBP league. So Mookie oh, Betts' okay. OBP is 378. But, man, his, his underlying metrics are terrible this year for him, man. It, they're pretty bad. The only thing that really we see red is K percentage, walk percentage. But man, he's just not barreling the ball. The hard hit rate is 45th percentile, max velocity 54th percentile. So it hasn't been good. I mean, you could say, well, now's the time to buy him. Um, here's the thing when you trade a guy like Wanda Franco in this league, I feel like you should get a lot because remember, there's a lot of teams at the bottom. So um, that's why I kind of want to wait just a little bit. 
if I'm going to kind of want to get like maybe a, a bigger deal, you know, like that's what happens in this league. You get like several good players and throw back a Wander Franco in a deal. So, so I just no, want to wait a totally little. Get it. <laughs> Listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And like I said, I'm not totally sold on Mookie bets anyway. So, yeah, listen, there are some leagues and some styles. And, and I, listen, my my uh, my home league um, was about that also. It was like, you know, when you when you get a prospect who, you know, can do exactly, you know, what we kind of think Wander Franco is ready to do, that's gold in the league. And if you're going to trade that guy away and set somebody up with a keeper like that for long term and, you know, you know, it should have an inflated value to it. And then it usually does. Granted, it becomes more about, you know, who, who throws out the most egregious dump deal. Um, but I mean, if if that's what everybody is doing in the league, you can't sit there with your your morals and your principles and your third place finish uh, saying you're not going to make those dump deals like that. If somebody's going to do it to you to beat you, you got to do it right back. So I get it. You know, you trade a, a, a commodity like Wander Franco, that shit better lock you up the league. Yeah, and here's the thing. Again, I told you how tight it was. That means you're going to have like six teams buying and looking to trade prospects, minor league picks to the bottom teams. So it's it's going to heat up. And what happens in this league is people make trades around me and it puts the pressure on me. And then I feel like, oh, damn, I need to make a deal to make sure I finish first. So uh, we've had a, I've never been in a league with as many trades as this league. I mean, it's insane. If you love trading, you want to be because there's one guy in this league. I haven't calculated it. I'm pretty sure he's made uh, at least ten trades this year, maybe more. It might be fifteen. I'm not exaggerating. The guy that's just a, that's loved, a lot, dude. That's a it's lot. insane. It's insane. I would I could probably go and ca- he sends trade offers every day, and then I get messages from people like, "Oh my god, he just is relentless." And I'm like, what does he do to you guys? Does he just beat you down until you say yes? Because <laughs> I'm like, how does he pull off this many trades? But I am not exaggerating. It's insane. And then, you know, everyone in the league jokes about it. Like during the auction, they're like, has anyone received a, a trade yet from him? Before yeah. the auction's over? Because it, it's like that. I just don't. To me, that is so much work. And it, to me, that's a, someone who just loves to trade accessibly. Like, cause what's the, like, it's just, it becomes too much at one point. And then you're putting in so much work. Cause you know, you're plugging up, you got to fill a hole here. You got to fill a hole there. You got to fill. It's just, it's too much, man. Not, and it's not like this is a big money league either. Like it's one thing if it was like, you know, 5,000, 6,000 prize. Okay, fine. You put in the work, but like, I, I just don't get it. It's way too much work. I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you. And, you know, I used to be a, a a much bigger like trade talker when I was, you know, in fewer leagues and, you know, I could like really kind of focus my energy on that. I was also, you know, when you when you when you tend bar for a living, which is what I used to do before, you know, all of this, um, it was great because I'd work and then like dudes from the league would just come in. And they would sit at the bar and they would drink. We would sit there and talk trade the entire time. And like, you know, and I would be able to like get a bunch of deals done. I would sit there and, you know, if I really wanted a player, I'd be like, hey, why don't you come down, come hang out over at the bar. We'll talk trade. I'll buy a couple of drinks. I'll buy you an appetizer and uh, we'll get it something done. Everybody knew it. And it was uh, it was it was great. I wasn't like bribing them 
you know, in the deal, I was just like, hey, let's uh, let's let, let me let me liquor you up a little bit. Let me lubricate. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready to slide in. Right. Oh, uh, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We didn't have DMs back in those days. Oh, my no, God. What was I talking in the to? DMs. Dude, I was talking to I was talking to a, a a young woman who is in our industry, and um, she said something. Yeah, oh, oh, because uh, I I sent her a, a, a direct message because I didn't have her. I sent her a DM because listen to me, the old guy. I sent her a direct message, so I DM'd her because I didn't have her email, and I was like, yo, hate to you know slide into the DMs like this, but wondering if uh, you could you know send me your email. You know, got to ask you a question about something. Wanted to be a guest on uh, on getting buzzed, also. And I was like, and I just I hate doing things through like DMs here. I just prefer to have the email and whatever. And then she started telling me like stories about her DMs and and what happens to her. I'm like, you know, you can lock that shit, right? Like if you're not following them, they can't send you a, a, a DM. She's like, yeah, I learned that after a little while. Then I also learned that it really wasn't that much better. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, did you see the DMs Marcus Stroman was getting? I did not. Was this more on the Bob Brenly stuff? Well, nicest shit. It was, yeah, really bad. I was like, wow, man, that people still doing shit like that. It's just despicable, man. Lock the fucking DMs. Like, you don't need. Why leave them open? Why? You're you're not going to sit there and like you know spend your time off. I Can mean, you, market. What? Well, I think it was Instagram. Can you lock uh, DMs on Instagram? I know. Uh, you they, know what? I, I think have if no they idea. don't. I think what happens if they don't follow you, like you'll get uh, an alert that says this person's trying to message you. So you still kind of well. I mean, you don't have to go look at it, but it's like an alert badge there, so you probably might see it, but. You will see. Yeah, listen, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, I pop some stuff onto uh, the Fantasy Alarm Instagram account, but I'm not on Instagram, so I have no idea, like, the, the protocol. I, I told you, man, I struggle enough with the privacy and shit on Twitter and Facebook. It's like, you know, every, every like, two months you have to, like, re go into the standings again, into the uh, settings again over on, like, Facebook. And uh, and make sure that you're like blocking people from like seeing all your shit if you're not friends with them and change this setting and change that setting. And, you know, it's like when it comes to to Twitter, it's like, uh, you know, whatever, I'll just keep DMs locked and I'll be fine with that. Dude, people are morons. Man. Are you kidding me? Like we couldn't get through this podcast without a fucking baseball injury. Why? Why? Why do you say this stuff? What happened? Colt Wong leaves game with left oblique discomfort. Same thing that landed him on the IL in April. Gotta be fucking kidding me, man. You know what? That team sucks anyway. I guess it doesn't matter at this point. Is that your labor team? Uh, my NFBC online team. That's another team that has been hit hard by injury. Corey Is that the Seager. one that you and Brian share? Nah, Brian. Uh, that team's been hard, hard by injury, too. We just lost Mitch Garver. That one's still competitive, but uh, it's getting... Uh, tougher, but the online team just has been battered by injuries. Corey Seager, Anthony Rendon, Fran Mill Reyes. Uh, Soto was out for a bit. I've had to drop Wong. Um, I had to drop some injured guys. Um, a colors. It's just like 
but especially on the offensive side. I think almost every offensive player we drafted has been on the injured list. Oh, Wilson Ramos, who went on the IL, I cut him. So he was coming back, picked him back up, back on the IL. Uh, so, yeah, that one is just. Dude, how about Mondesi? Mondesi hasn't played since Monday. Yeah. He came back for what? A game? And it's a hammy, too. That is, that is, you, you talk about a sunk cost. If he goes on the aisle again, people are taking him in the second round. Crazy, right? It was absolutely crazy. I don't want to, you know what? I don't want to close things out on a, on a, on a negative note. How about welcome back to Brian Hayes Day? Yeah, there we go. How about and Eliezer that? Hernandez pitching tonight as well? Eliezer Hernandez is pitching tonight. He's in a, in a nice battle with, uh, Tyler Anderson, who's also pitching uh, fairly well for the uh, for the Pirates. So we do have some good stuff, right? Lance Lynn, is he going to shut? Is he going to no hit the Tigers? Oh, no, too late. They already have two outs. Uh, and Austin Meadows on fire. Five uh, homers in his last seven games. Yeah. How much do we love Austin Meadows? Love him. I have him in uh, at least I have a TGFBI. I took him in the fourth round of the NFBC main event. And also have them in the GST. So, yeah, going back to last year, I was all in. Didn't work out. COVID and all that. Went right back to him this year. And uh, he's picking it up. I went right back to him again this year as well. Picked him up uh, in a number of leagues. And I am ecstatic. You know, he's hitting 244 right now. Like, you finished out, uh, you know, it was like mid-May and he was hitting like 180. And then the second half of May, he's been absolutely fantastic. The power's there. The batting average is now there. I mean, listen, the major league average is somewhere in like the 230 neighborhood. So he's already gotten back on the right side of league average, uh, and he's climbing. I love Austin Meadows. I would deal for Austin. Austin Meadows or Christian Yelich, who do you prefer? Meadows. Yes! That's what I'm talking about. That's like a that's a buy high guy. We talk about we don't really say it enough, but yeah, I'd buy on metals. I know it's tough now. You're you should have did it a week or two ago, but it, I would still trade for him at, uh, right now. Yeah, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Love Austin Meadows. Can't say enough about him. Um, really disappointed that there were no props out for this White Sox Tigers game. Uh, for Yohan Mankata, when we uh, when, when I was writing things up this morning, he homered in the bottom of the first inning. I was all set to write him up and uh, and get in on that. And I waited and I waited and I waited. And it just never happened. Never happened. Ooh. All right. Well, Adam's going to go and he's going to go watch the Portland Trailblazers. I'm going to go and do some work for Fantasy Alarm and dig in into this Minnesota Twins-Kansas City Royals game. Why? Because I got it in the best bets over at wageralarm.com. You can't bet it now, but if you were uh, checking out Wager Alarm earlier, you would have seen where I was putting my striped S's. Kansas City and Minnesota are currently at a 1-1 game. Top of the third. Uh, Adam, as always, an absolute pleasure. And again, congratulations on uh, on, on being on the SiriusXM platform here with Anti Up. I know I couldn't have done it without you. No doubt. It's been a fun time always doing this every day. Hopefully people are entertained because uh, I have a great time doing it. We got to have I think we're going to have to bring back the old uh, Monday podcast here. Also, Adam, I think we might have to. Uh, Start recording on Sunday nights again after we uh, after we do our fab. All right. 
Might have to. Might have to. Right? We do it for the people. They ask, we do. That's the way it goes. Big thanks to all of you guys for liking and subscribing. Uh, as always, he's Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Bender. This has been Andy Up, and we'll catch you next time.